Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. I heard the phrase walking on eggshells, and what was my thought? I thought, wow, I'm sure glad I'm not living that way. You know, this applied to other people, people who were not at liberty to say what they wanted to say. They had to guard their words, and I'm so glad I didn't live like that. This was clearly people who were in manipulative and controlling relationships. I felt bad for them. They should probably get out. You know, maybe I should help them. I'm glad I don't deal with that. I mean, I could say anything I want, right? I have that freedom. I just know that I probably shouldn't. Like, it certainly isn't worth the price. So long as I'm careful about what I say and how, then I can say anything I want, and it goes okay. I mean, most of the time, well, at least some of the time. It's okay, though. I know how to handle that. I just make sure that I don't say anything more about it because, you know, the reaction might be a little strong, but that's okay. No big deal. At least I'm not walking on eggshells, you know, and I'm not afraid of him. He would never hit me or cause too big of a scene, at least not publicly. Maybe a small scene or maybe a medium one, but I'm not afraid of him. Well, my stomach does do flip-flops. I need to, I really need to work on my stress management and my anxiety level is kind of high, but I've been that way for a long time. It's something I've got to work on in me. At least I'm not afraid of them. Well, okay, maybe emotionally I am a little bit, but you know, I can't really let my guard down around them, but at least I'm not walking on eggshells. This was what I used to think. And, and then I went, okay, well, what is walking on eggshells? Maybe, maybe I need to learn more. So I remember the day that I looked it up, walking on eggshells. Okay, what is this anyways? And the definition I found was to be very careful about what you say or do around someone because they are easily upset or offended. Oh, you know, I do kind of do that. Am I walking on eggshells? Is that why I feel this way? Is this what they're talking about? That realization hit me hard. I was walking on eggshells. This is what they mean. And I had no idea. Not only was I doing this, but I had been doing it for many, many years. I saw other people who were going through it, but I had no idea that it applied to me. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. And you just might be walking on eggshells. In fact, if you're here listening to this podcast because you think you're living with a covert narcissist, I can almost guarantee you are walking on eggshells. I want to help define this better. I want to help you understand what it is, how to recognize it, and what to do about it. So what is walking on eggshells? Well, it starts when you become afraid of your partner's reactions. And it doesn't have to be reactions that are happening all the time. In fact, those intermittent reactions are powerful. These are angry outbursts that are out of proportion or a total victim mode over a normal everyday thing. Even the slightest provocation or the slightest conflict or the slightest anything causes a massive reaction that leaves you feeling totally wrecked inside. So what do you do? You start planning your words. You become hesitant to just talk freely and spontaneously. 
you start testing different ways to say something inside of your own head, because that's the safe space, before you ever say it out loud. And you doubt your own words, worried about another outburst. So you are living in fear and anxiety. I didn't think I was living in fear, but boy, I sure was. It only takes one word to cause an eruption, and you never know what that word is going to be. You are always, almost all the time, one word away from conflict. So what are some signs of walking on eggshells? One is living under a layer of constant worry around this person. Worry that you might do or say something that would ruin their mood. Let's say one evening they're actually in a good mood. It does happen. And you actually find yourself anxious while they're in a good mood. Why? Because you know you are only one word away from an eruption. So you're guarding that good mood for them. You're in that protective mode, cautious mode, and not free to just be you. That another layer of that worry is you're worried that you might prick their hypersensitivity. You might set off their defensiveness. You never know what will set them off. It could be anything from hanging a picture on a wall to putting a dish in the wrong place to asking what's on their schedule. And while these may be fine nine times out of ten, that one time that it isn't is so bad that it sticks with you for years. It leaves you a total mess inside, scarred forever, because the reaction you get does not match what is happening, such as asking what's on their schedule. So you live fearful of making the tiniest mistake because you know that even the smallest mistake has the potential for a massive outburst. And what is a mistake? I mean, is it a mistake to hang a picture on a wall? Is it a mistake to, you know, park the car a little bit differently than you normally do? Anything has the potential to be that huh, mistake. So you live under a prevailing overall sense of anxiety and dread. That is a sign that you are walking on eggshells. Another sign is you are quick to stay silent. Misunderstandings are too high of a price to pay. The reaction you get from misunderstanding is zero to a hundred. Like I said before, it leaves you totally wrecked inside. It's just not worth the price. So you stay silent. You're not given the space to explain yourself, like openly and freely. You're not given the space to justify your words and actions in a misunderstanding. You're not given the space to just be human. So you stay quiet. You stay quiet to avoid making things worse. Everything you say can and will be used against you. So you just accept everything that's thrown at you. And I mean thrown at you. You feel like you can't stand up for yourself because, no, that's just going to make things worse. So you freeze. You just ride out the storm, waiting for it to pass. You stay still, afraid to move or draw any attention to yourself, afraid to continue this, escalate this, anything that might further the misunderstanding. You keep your thoughts to yourself stifling your own opinion about what is being said, of course, until you just can't take it anymore. 
then you might blow up yourself. And this is in reactive abuse when you are now the one blowing up. And if you are experiencing this, please be sure to read and learn about reactive abuse. Do not blame yourself just because you couldn't take it anymore. Another sign that you might be walking on eggshells is when you are justifying their outbursts and their bad behavior. Oh, they're just tired. I did make a mistake, you know. I deserved that. I earned it. They're a good person, and I just need to do better next time. What? No. You are the one fawning now, apologizing to them, even though it was their behavior that was the problem. Their outbursts that don't match the crime. Okay, remember the crime is hanging a picture on a wall? Okay, you talk nice to them in hopes that they will be nice to you again. You're the one trying so hard to make it right again when they're flying off the handle because you hung a picture on a wall. You work hard to avoid this type of outburst in the future. That's walking on eggshells. You might even convince yourself that you were the problem in the first place. That's a side effect of walking on eggshells. Another sign is when you become so focused on their needs. You are in overdrive to help them to be happy. I tell you what, that's a full-time job with massive amounts of overtime. But when they are happy, life is certainly easier. So maybe it's worth the investment. So you become over-attentive to their emotions, watching for nonverbal cues, which we all get to know all too well. You know, at social gatherings, I would kind of keep my eye on him. I, instead of enjoying being with my friends, my focus and my attention was on him. Who was he chatting with? Not because I was jealous, rather I was checking to see if it was someone he would enjoy talking with. Was he having a good time? Is his smile real? How are his eyes? Is he engaged? Is he mad? Is he bored? I spent my entire evening focusing on him having a good time just so I could feel emotionally safe. This leads right into hypervigilance. And we've talked about hypervigilance on my podcast here before. It goes hand in hand with walking on eggshells. I talk about this, you know, often with victims of covert narcissistic abuse. It's when you are constantly on high alert, overly attentive to your partner's behaviors and reactions. I want you to picture a soldier in a war zone. He's unable to put his guard down, always watching over his shoulder, looking around all the time, trying to find where the enemy is. Well, you are living this way within your own home, trying to find the enemy. And you can't find the enemy. You know, it can't be my partner. They're not the enemy. So that's, that's my husband or that's my wife or that's my parent or that's my sibling, whatever. They're not the enemy. Even when you determine that maybe it's their reactions to you that you would label as the enemy, you still struggle because those reactions are sporadic and seemingly unpredictable. Sometimes they're sweet and thoughtful, but other times, geez, I still can't catch the enemy though because it doesn't make sense. So your mind is in overdrive trying your best to predict how your words, behaviors, gestures, or lack thereof, might affect their mood and their response. You are on the constant lookout for anything, any potential trigger that will upset them, setting off that conflict and the negative consequences. For me, I wasn't even just watching my own words and behaviors. I was watching those of others, okay? Friends, family, even our own kids. If anybody else's words had the potential to trigger a negative reaction in him, 
I would try my best to cut it off at the pass. I would try to get in front of it to intercept those words before they were fully voiced in hopes that I could stay two steps ahead of my husband's anger. So another sign of walking on eggshells is how much it changes you. You are no longer happy. Even though you're with the one that you love, you should be, you know, enjoying life with this person. You're building this beautiful home and family together, but your happiness is buried under this constant state of hypervigilance. Though you were once independent and secure, you're not anymore. Now you're insecure, doubting yourself, questioning yourself, judging yourself. You know, we join the abuser and we start abusing ourselves. I've said that before and I'll say it again. When you are with a covert narcissist, you join their abuse. We start gaslighting ourselves, blaming ourselves, doubting ourselves. I've had circular conversations with myself. I used to be that happy and positive person, but now I was living in dread and fear. One last sign that I want to give you that you're walking on eggshells. This one really resonated with me. It's when you make a checklist. Now, here's what I mean by that. I love checklists. You know, give me a to-do list and I will add stuff to it just so I can check it off. Stuff I've already done, I'm going to put it on there just so I can check it off. Okay? But what about this checklist? It was, well, I'll never say that again. I'll never talk about that topic again. I'll never tell him he's got toothpaste on his mouth again. I'll never ask him to empty the dishwasher again. That became my checklist. It was the don'ts in order to avoid the anger, the disdain, the victim mode, the totally, totally wrecked feeling I had inside when things went so wrong, you know, zero to 100 over those mistakes. The checklist also had on it stuff to do, not just the don't do, but it had the do on it. I'll always remember to do this or to do that. Like, make sure I greet him when he walks in the door. Make sure I, you know, tell him goodnight before I go to bed. Make sure I tell him where I am and what I'm doing. All the do's. This is a huge sign that you are walking on eggshells with a covert narcissist. That checklist for me started about six months into my marriage, and I had no idea. By the time I got to the point I was realizing it, my checklist was so incredibly long. Now, what are the effects of walking on eggshells? One is total exhaustion. You are living in an emotional war zone 24-7 within your own home, the place that's supposed to be safe. You are living with the enemy. And you don't even know it. Then you never know when their attack will come. This is not sustainable. And it takes a huge toll on you, on your health, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, physically. You feel solely responsible for their emotions. This is a trap. You are the one responsible now for their happiness and their emotional health. And you believe it's your fault when they become upset or even just disappointed. You struggle with massive amounts of self-blame. You are trapped in a role that you don't want, a caretaker role with your spouse. I'm going to give you one interesting twist here too. Narcissists hate the thought of you walking on eggshells around them 
by the way. They hate any sign that you are on edge and protective of your words around them. You see, they don't see themselves as a hypersensitive person. In fact, they think they're easy going, easy to get along with. They like this image of themselves and they hold on to it tightly. So if you express or show that you are walking on eggshells around them, you know, like kind of guarding your words and being a little cautious, you're going to find yourself on the receiving end of a massive reaction. Not only will they tell you this is totally unnecessary, they will also make it very clear that your tiptoeing around them is the whole reason that your relationship is a disaster. They will lay all of this blame right on you. And if you don't have some clarity at this point, some awareness, some understanding, some support, it's incredibly easy to take all of that blame. You know that you are guarding your words around them. They're not wrong on that. And you might even put some effort then into not walking on eggshells around them. Well, how's that work out? It didn't work out too well for me. When you just freely start talking around them, you know, you put your guard down and you just start freely talking to them, you get put in your place. You get dismissed. You get told that you're wrong or you're stupid. You get met with arguments and combative attitudes. So you walk on eggshells and then you get told that you're the problem. It is a no win situation. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If they're going to be mad either way, then why are you working so hard to find the right way for them? Stop. It's time to start focusing on the right way for you. So what do you do? Whether you leave or stay in a marriage, start focusing on your own health, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, physically. Make yourself a priority starting now. Stop blaming yourself. You need to remember that everyone is responsible for their own emotions. If they are angry and reactive, that's on them. Guess what? I get angry too, but I work through it. I don't dump my anger on those around me. I stay responsible for how I handle my anger, and they should too. I get my feelings hurt sometimes too. We all do but I don't explode at those around me blaming everything on them. I work through my hurt feelings, challenging my perspective, approaching conversations when I need to, but doing so with care and empathy for the other person's feelings too. I am responsible for my own feelings and everyone else is responsible for theirs. Stop taking everything they say to heart. Decide for yourself what reality is, and validate your own perception of things. You are capable of seeing things for yourself. Your opinions in this life matter. Your perspective is valid. Don't prioritize theirs anymore. Don't give theirs superiority over yours just because they said it. You must start setting boundaries for you. I have an episode coming up that's going to be about setting boundaries with empathy and care. I've released several episodes on the topic of boundaries so far, and if you've missed those, please go back and listen to them. It is vital to your own health and sanity to set boundaries, but I understand that setting boundaries can feel mean, so I am working on an episode about setting boundaries with empathy. It's coming. Prioritize your self-care. What are some of the activities in life that bring you fulfillment, joy, relaxation? Put some of that powerful focus that you have on that. It's time to take care of your well-being. We are of no use to this world if we are a puddle on the floor. You do matter. 
I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. The information provided by Renee Swanson and the Covert Narcissism Podcast is for educational purposes only and is not to be used for diagnosis purposes and not intended to be a substitute for clinical care. Please consult a healthcare provider for guidance specific to your case. This material discusses narcissism in general. It does not claim that any specific person has narcissism and should not be used to refer to any specific person as having narcissism. Permission is not granted to link to or repost this material to support an allegation or a claim that any specific person is a narcissist. That would be an unauthorized misuse of the material and information provided.